What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MFC podcast. I am your host, Luke Madsen. Uh, thanks so much for joining me again today. And today I am very excited to announce the very first guest ever to be on the MFC podcast with me. Um, if you read the title and description, you read that his name is Russ Madsen. And yes, there is a relation between the two of us. Um, Russ is my older brother. So Russ is the fifth of six kids in my family. Uh, he is six years older than me. Um, and is somebody that I have looked up to uh, so much throughout my life. Um, with him being the next closest to me in age, I uh, just he was who I looked to a lot for an example. And um, as we go through today's podcast, um, you're all going to learn a little bit more about what makes Russ so special and um, how he has gotten to where he is today. He currently is deployed with the U.S. Army uh, over in Qatar, and this is his third deployment um, over a almost 20-year career in the Army. Um, we will touch a lot about you know his experience in the military today, but also just his experience as a father and as somebody who cares about his health and well-being as well. So, Russ, thanks so much, dude. I love you to death and just so grateful for, for your time today. Hey, yeah, it's my honor to be here and support you in your endeavor and uh, just proud of what you're doing. So that I can share some, some insights about who I am and what drives me every day. Yeah, dude. Then honestly, like that, that is the one thing, Russ, that I have always admired about you is, um, your mindset. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I was in the military with you for a handful of years. Um, and I mean, other than the fact that everybody just loved you, uh, because of who you are and your personality and what you represent. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people just comment on your mindset and, how your mindset is just on another level. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get into that just a little bit. Um, and why, why mindset matters to you so much and why you've made it such a big part of your life. Yeah. Uh, great question. It's, it's something that I've pondered a lot over the last specifically over the last probably five years, maybe decade. Um, I I've always been physical. I've always loved working out, um, playing sports, being in the mountains. I've always loved the physical part of life. But it wasn't until yeah, in the last few years that I've realized the beauty of the mind and body connection. I know you hear it all the time. A lot of people are talking about it. But it's absolutely 100% true that there is an incredible connection between your physicality and your mentality. And uh, so... I mean, that's, that's why, that's why I spend a lot of time in my own head. I, I try to not have headphones in as much as possible just so that I can focus on my thoughts, even when I'm working out or running or whatever it may be that can be kind of mundane and boring. I, I love to know where my mind's at. So. So you say, I'm just curious, you, you mentioned not having your headphones in as much as possible. Um, I feel like that is just very opposite of what most people actually do today. Um, yeah. 
And so I'm just curious. I, I mean, because I feel like there is so much good content out there to be consuming um, with things like sure. pod, podcasts. And I mean, there's endless amounts of content you can be listening to. So I'm just curious, like, how do you balance that um, by, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious, how do you balance like listening to good stuff as well as spending enough time in your own head as well? Well, I guess I should have expounded on that. Um, a lot of, a lot of the time that I don't have headphones is or headphones in is when I'm working out or, or exercising or doing something that requires focus and, and just an ability to, to challenge yourself. Um, most people, I, I think it numbs you in a way to, to have headphones in, be listening to music, screaming in your ears. You're not, you're not getting everything out of a workout that you can do. Your muscles might be sore and tight, but I, um, I'm going to share an experience that happened to me just the other day Two, uh, maybe two or three days ago it was right around the 4th of July. Um, I was just out on a run and Again, no headphones, just cruising. It's hot as it is hot, uncomfortable. And I had this crazy, crazy vivid thought that I needed to reach out to a guy that I was deployed with in 2004. And I haven't talked to him since that, since that deployment. Um, he, he just popped into my head out of nowhere while I was running. And I really believe that if I had music in, I would have missed it. I wouldn't have felt that, that intuition that, Hey, you need to reach out to this dude. So I tracked down his number from a couple of friends and sent the dude a text and guess what had happened the day before in this guy's life. What, what happened? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I let up and then I just dropped it. Anyways, good. Um, his wife went in for brain surgery the day before I sent this text. Gosh, dang. And, uh, it's just, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that the mind is able to do when we're paying attention and when we're aware, when we're in a vulnerable state to, to receive impressions and, and really good inspiration on what we need to do for our lives and for our families. Um, some of the best sentimental loving texts that I've ever sent my wife came through my mind while I was ru running and, you know, I don't know if she recognized that or she sees the <laughs> like the the change in the tone of those texts but i just feel like they're so much more pure and just so much more from the heart than being consumed by media all day and then trying to send a text saying i love you so just little stuff like that like that's that's why there's plenty of time in the day to to plug your ears with ear with headphones and listen to a podcast mm -hmm. but for the hour hour and a half that you're in you know pushing your body i really think I really think it's so worth just unplugging from the media and being inside yourself 100% physically and mentally. Yeah. And, and I mean, anybody that is going to listen to this, I think probably knows me well enough to know that uh, I come from a very spiritual family. And so as Russ talks about these things, it's like, we can, we can identify that that's a connection with God, right? Like I, yeah. I, I know that people label it differently today and, you know, we don't all view God the same way, but the bottom line is, is like those impressions um, are straight from 
from God. And so I just, I think that's amazing, dude. Um, thanks so much yeah. for sharing well, that experience. On that note, on that note, sorry to cut you off. You're good. But again, just in the last week, I was sitting out. We're just, we've got a big, big kind of open area where we hang out. And, um, there was this, there was this gal, female. She was just kind of sitting alone, looked kind of down. Anyways, we, we got to talking and one thing that I learned, it, I could talk all day, I'm, but I, I was introduced to this concept by a general on my first deployment. He said, there's two things that everybody needs to do every day of their lives to be, to be successful and to, to be in tip top shape. And he said, first thing you got to be physical every day. And I'll touch on that in a minute, but be physical every day. Um, and obviously we just made the mind and body connection. And that's why physicality is so important on a daily basis because it keeps your mind sharp. But the second thing he said, this general, and I wish I remembered his name because he deserves a ton of credit, but he said, you have to believe in something bigger than you. And I, I truly believe that that is missing in society. Like God is not the top priority in people's lives anymore. So I was talking to this girl and she, she just said, you know what? I don't have God in my life. I don't know who God is. But about five minutes later, she was telling me a story of all this, the struggles she was going through. And she kicked her head back and put her arms out and looked up at heaven and said, where are you at? So somebody who claims not to believe in God, where does she look for help? Great and that, that was just super, yeah, that was super ironic to me. Like I said, I don't know her full background, um, but every person that's come that comes into this earth is born with that intuition, with that spirituality, and that that recognition of God, yeah. in whatever form that may be. In some countries, it's different than in the U.S. where it's Christianity. Yeah, but everybody has a form of godliness in them. Yeah. Man. So that's such a good point, though. Um, that's some great knowledge from from that general. I. I, I don't know, man. I mean, not, I don't, not to get too personal with it because I know our relationship with God is very personal to each of us, but there's just, I, I know that I personally could, could do a better job, you know, especially at times like focusing on that relationship with God. And so just, I, I appreciate you sharing those experiences, man. Um, Cause then those, those really, those hit different and it just, yeah. Highlights the importance of it. So I appreciate you sharing the knowledge, but dude, I, I don't know. I, there's so much that I would love to cover with you today, but, um, now that we kind of understand, you know, like your mindset and, and why mindset matters to you so much, I kind of want to get into like different areas of your life and different experiences that you've kind of shared with me. Um, I mean, over, I mean, throughout our lives, obviously, but, but also just, um, some really unique experiences that not everybody, like very few people actually have the opportunity to experience. Um, and one of those, one of those being, um, your, your army special forces selection process. Um, and I, I mean, you can kind of go into the details of, you know, where you're currently at and, um, you know, what your current position is and stuff. I know you're not, special forces you're not sf but you did go to selection um and i would yeah. love for you to just kind of share that experience with everybody and and touch on too like how how your mindset you know played a role in all of that yeah so i 
I am in a special forces unit, but I'm not a green beret. And so that's the biggest, the green berets are the operators. They're the dudes that sneak around and they're the cool guys. You know, they're the guys that everybody wants to be and only a select few get the chance. Anyway, so I'm, I'm attached to a group of special forces guys right now. We're just deployed and enjoying ourselves. Um, but the special force selection process back in 2014, I made the decision. I talked to my wife and basically got her buy-in to let me go and try out and just see if it was, see if it was something that I could, could just maybe pursue. Um, I was kind of at a weird crossroads in my career and I, I didn't know which direction I was going to go. And so felt like a good idea. Anyways, tons of prep, uh, just just a probably the coolest experience in my military career and so what it is it's a 19-day selection process it's just a, a brutal tryout little sleep lots of downtime um and basically the night that i arrived at that at that selection at that tryout i again the intuition or the spirituality in me just told me, hey, you know what? This isn't this isn't right for you and your family. My wife was pregnant with our second kid, and you, you said that was the first night you were there. The first night I got there, arrived mid afternoon, sat around till about midnight when they picked us up and took us out to this camp, and I laid in bed the entire night and just stewed and turned, and I, I didn't sleep a wink. And basically, at about two a.m., I just knelt in my bed and said a prayer and basically came came before God and said, what do you want? And I, I vividly got the, the prompting that, hey, this isn't what you need to do right now. This isn't for you and your family. So being stubborn and having the mindset that I have, I was like, well, I'm not quitting. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to quit. So let me, let me go through this process and just at least prove to myself that I I'm capable, that I'm able, that I'm strong enough. So I did. Um, I, I went through the selection. It was again, one of the coolest experiences I've been through, just pushed my body to limits that I didn't know I had. And I actually got selected to, to be a green beret, to go to the qualification course and, and potentially get the green beret that everybody wants. Um, but the ironic part and the, the part of the story that really matters is what happened 2,000 miles from home or 2,000 miles from where I was, where my wife was at home still. Um, that very first night at about the exact same time that I knelt in my bed and prayed, so did my wife. And she received the exact same prompting that this wasn't for our family. And I didn't have my cell phone. I didn't have my phone for three weeks. So she just had to sit and wait <laughs> for me to call. But it was just, it was incredible to, to want something so bad. And for a long time, I felt like I just gave up on it. I felt like I, I sold myself short. But it doesn't take very long for me to realize that family's, family comes first. I mean, the, the, Divorce rate in, in a special forces team is just incredibly, incredibly high. It's, it's just hard on families. And I'm a family guy. I, 
I, it's what, it's what my first priority is in this life, God and family. So I stuck to my guns and, you know, it's my ego gets the best of me every once in a while when I, when I see a group of green berets, but uh, I've had a great military career. I've learned a lot and more than anything, I've, I've learned to, to really follow your heart. And I don't know why I, I, I've got some inkling as to why maybe I wasn't supposed to do it at that time, but that's just, that's just ideas of rust mats and not anything concrete, but it's hard to, you know, all of us, it's not a regret by any means, mm-hmm. but it is something that I've had to really work through and think about. And, and at the end of the day, it, when my mind's right, you know, because I didn't do that, I'm putting my effort more fully in my kids and in my wife and in my marriage and, and having the lifestyle and those things that are important to me around the house. Yeah. And, so, and obviously those things are, I mean, that's a super noble cause too. I, I, I guess I do want to briefly just highlight like the dudes that the dudes that do like special forces and who are like the Navy SEALs, like the sacrifice that they're making as well to like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying they're not family men by any means, but man, I just feel so blessed and, and lucky to live in a country where there are people who are willing to sacrifice so much. Um, yeah. And a lot of them are married and, and their spouses too. Like, man, I just, I can't, can't even give them enough credit and thanks as well. Like, um, it, it's just, it's amazing to me, but, but also dude, like, I, I think what you did and like the, the, experience that you and and your wife had is just amazing as well and the fact that you two were brave enough to to act on that and that you were humble enough to act on that because i i don't know man i you you told me and i want you to tell everybody this i know you don't want to but i want you to tell everybody um what what one of the guys um told you after you declined (laughs) your spot with selection um well everybody knows the the idea of the flex you know we're all trying to flex on each other and one-up each other anyways i walked in on a conversation on a couple of my soldiers uh not too long ago but (laughs) they they thought i was out i i don't know where they thought i was but i walked in the room right as one of the guys his back was to me he's like you want to talk you want to talk about a flex sergeant madsen went got selected and then walked away from (laughs) and uh I wasn't trying to flex on anybody at all, but you know, a lot of guys, I, I had dinner last night with one of our green berets and he found out I went to selection and passed it up. And he was like, what are you thinking? You know, he couldn't even believe it. Yeah. I said, you know what, dude, I, it wasn't right at the time. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be around my family at that point in my life and going forward. And so anyways, yeah, like you said, these, these special operations guys, they, they are on a tight rotation and they deserve all the respect that, that we can give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. and I do think it's cool too, man, that uh, even though you did turn it down in some way, shape and form, like you are connected to them. Now you are part of a special forces unit. So I, I think that's yeah. really awesome as well. Yeah. It's been um, a good experience. Cool, man. Well, Hey, in the last, in the last, like, eight to 10 minutes or so. Um, I do want to focus a little bit more on, 
um, that aspect of why you didn't go SF, why you didn't become a Green Beret. And, and obviously a huge part of that is, you know, being a dad. Um, right. And, and so I just, I want you to touch on um, your, I don't, I don't want to keep like tying mindset to it, but I do want to just, I do want you to talk about that just a little bit though. Like why, why is your mindset around being a dad, what it is and why have you made the decisions you have around being a dad? Yeah. Um, so I, when, when people ask me about fatherhood or, you know, do, just want my, in, my take on raising kids and having four kids when people find out I have four kids, they can't believe it. Like, how, how do you do that? Anyways, my wife does. So she gets all the credit, but I, uh, when my first boy was born, I'll never forget the feeling I had as he came into the world. And it was a feeling of, of accountability for me as a, as a father to raise this little boy, to be respectful and to, to be hardworking and to do all those little things that little boys need to need to learn so that they can raise their own families and, and marry a, an awesome woman and, you know, keep, keep the, just keep the motive momentum of good parenting and good fatherhood alive. And so that's what I felt when my boys came into the world was like an accountability to them to raise them right. right. I'm super proud to tell everybody like my seven year old, and my 10 year old, I mean, they were six and nine when this happened, but they went down the road to a dairy a mile west of our house and asked for a job. And they get paid every two weeks and they ride their dirt bikes down. And like, it is, it's some proud, proud parenting moments. When I, when I call home, I ask what they're doing and they're getting ready to go to the farm. They've got to go feed calves. I'm just proud of them for, for where they're at already and the accountability that they're taking on just learning about life. Um, so that's the, that's the son aspect of being a dad. The girl aspect, when my daughters were born, it was very different. It was, it was becoming a protector and making sure these girls know that they deserve respect. And if a man doesn't respect them, he doesn't deserve their time. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I, it's so easy to, to put this red ribbon on my life in 20 minutes on a podcast. I'm not perfect by any means. I'm, I struggle just like any other dad. But I am very quick to realize that what matters most, and that's giving my daughters a sincere hug every day and giving them a kiss on the cheek before they go to bed and, you know, complimenting them, making sure they know that they are beautiful and that they, they are just as capable as our boys are, that they can accomplish whatever they want. Um, but at the end of the day, it's girls deserve respect. And that's what drives me. Like my boys, I'm going to be hard on them. They, they deserve to be pushed, but my girls, they deserve to be pushed as well, but they deserve to be respected because women have a huge, huge role in this world that gets overlooked. Motherhood is no joke. Like none of us would be, would be here without a mother. And so that's a little bit of where my mind goes when I think about raising kids and being a father. It's awesome, dude. It's, and it's so true, man. I just, the, 
I don't know. I, I love women. I respect women. I, I don't know. Like just the way society is portraying women though, and how women need to, to like have careers and, you know, all of this and that, like, there's nothing wrong with women having a career. I'm not, I'm believe me, I'm not trying to get all political no, here, but, but I just like, I mean, I, I we we're, we're two days away, man, from having, from having our twins now. And <laughs> I, I have watched Morgan throughout this pregnancy and this one has been hard on her, man. Like this one has been so hard. Um, the first one was, man, was a cakewalk compared to this, but, um, the, these two boys coming into the world and, and watching Morgan do everything that she has to, in order to, to, keep them healthy you know and and just carry them like holy crap dude it <laughs> i i was i was puking my guts out two days ago and laying in bed like thinking i was gonna die and here's my wife you know she's measuring 47 weeks pregnant which i don't even know what that means i don't i didn't know you could be more <laughs> than 40 weeks pregnant but um oh anyways man it's just what what women do when it comes to raising and and i mean creating children inside of their bodies is just insane so uh right. totally respect there dude we're yeah. we're we're running low on time i we you're definitely going to be back on the show russ but um any any just like final thoughts in the last 60 seconds or so yeah so what i would tell anybody is exactly what that general told me 20 years ago i was 18 sitting in iraq bright-eyed bushy-tailed like no issues in the world it was, it was eye opening to me, but find, find discipline to be physical every day because being physical is going to help emotionally and mentally. It's, it's just a 100% connection. Um, and then most, most important above all is find, find belief and faith in something bigger than yourself. Whatever, whatever form God is for you. Um, believe it and spend time pondering it every day and it's it's going to make you a less selfish person it's going to make you look outside of yourself and find people to serve just even by giving a smile to somebody like that's a service because that's going to brighten somebody's day so just just those little nuggets you know be physical every day it's going to help you mentally and emotionally and then find god because that's that's what ties everything together love it dude Ross, thanks so much, dude. Appreciate the time. Uh, I I know we stay in touch pretty often, but wish you the best over there in Qatar, and I uh, look forward to seeing you soon, man. Yeah, dude, love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is another episode of the MFC podcast, and uh, stay touch, stay in tune for the next one. Um, we'll be back soon. So have a good one, guys.